Hello there. <laughs> Welcome to the SOL, the satellite of laughs, as we like to call it. <laughs> We've tied up Mike and jammed an oily rag into his mouth so that we may bring you the following joke. You see, if you live long enough, eventually someone's going to say the word Thunderdome in your presence. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I'm guessing most of you aren't equipped with a snappy comeback. Well, we're going to give you one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll act it out for you. <clears throat> Boy, I still think we really screwed up on that whole Thunderdome fiasco. Oh, come on. Can't we just get beyond Thunderdome? <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Now, as you can see, your stooge can't mention the movie Beyond Thunderdome, because that just ruins the whole joke. You'll just have to wait until someone mentions a Thunderdome, not the specific one in Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> also, it really helps if your stooge speaks of a Thunderdome in a disparaging manner, as in our little playlet. <laughs> It'll still work if he speaks of a Thunderdome in a positive light, but if I were you, I'd wait till somebody slams a Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> now let's move on to the Rangoon version of this classic joke. Oh, yes. In the not-too-distant future, next Sunday AD, there was a guy named Joe, not too different from you or me. Welcome, Brain Guys, to Geek Salad episode 142, Movie Sign and Chill. You see, Sue. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And today we are talking all about the goodness wonderfulness that is Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mike, what is it? April 14th? Uh, April 14th, yep. April 14th, new episodes launch on Netflix. So if you thought you were too cool for Netflix, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> you don't get that. I said this a couple years ago when the Arrested Development stuff came out. And I was yeah. like, all right, guys, I, I, I jumped the gun a little bit. That's not nearly as good as the original three seasons. But whatever, it's still good. Fuck you. Then we got Daredevil. Then we got then Daredevil. Then we got Jessica Jones. Then we, then we got Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Then we got Iron Fist. But then we got Stranger Things. We got Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And so, now we're getting Memphis Teacher Games. And for me, Voltron. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, well, we've been watching Versailles. Ooh. It's oh. a period, it's a period, uh... Wow, it's a, a period piece. It's, it's, a, period, watching it, a, period it's piece. a European period piece with lots of boobies, so... Wow. All right, all right, Shocking. everyone. Oh, Pickies to your lips, come on. Yep. Well, I'm going to drink my beer like that, then. <laughs> I don't know, this sounds interesting. <laughs> Actually, it's quite good. <laughs> Especially if you've ever seen the show Vikings, because... Did you watch Vikings? Yeah. Okay, then never mind, because one of the guys... Is playing um, King Louis, and he's a very different character. You see the King of the Swingers movie? Uh, yes, Jungle the Jungle VIP. VIP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to get us started, let's kick off with Chris's cultural corner. And Chris writes when his Gmail loads up. Yes, there we go. <laughs> we are a professional organization, folks. That's right. This is what we do: fix and post. Be prepared. Excellent. All right, hello, Geek Salad crew. April 14th through 16th is a big weekend for sci-fi fans. Series 10 of Doctor Who starts up, and MST3K is back on Netflix. Yay! That's right. You don't have Netflix. 
Fuck you. <laughs> I wish Jonah Ray well, and I know he will do great continuing Joel and uh, Mike's legacy of riffing bad movies. In that vein, I have a special top five list to celebrate the return of MST3K. My top five favorite songs from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, now, these would be the songs that uh, Joel and or Mike and the Bots sing during the host segment breaks. La, la, la. This was a tough list to tabulate because there are so many great and funny <laughs> songs in the MST discography. So with that in mind, here's my top five favorite songs from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Number five. Tubular Boobular Joy from oh, Outlaw. No. Oh, so <laughs> glad this one made the list. I love that. Hey, fellas, there sure is a lot of skin in this movie in there. There sure is. Yeah. Yet, despite all the acres of flesh in this film, I just can't come up with a word that describes it. Well, I can. If you can. Why, sure. It's breastica, boobical, chestica, mammical, pendular, globular, fun. Flashical, orbital, mandular, scupular? Right, oh, that's the one. Is it gluteal maximal, tushital, cracula, bunular, morning till night? Well, your absoto glandular, fanny, fantastical, mastoca, fleshular, right? It's an areological, autoerotical, tubular, boobular, joy. And exposular, regional, bachical, pouchular, fun for girl and boy. Yeah. Vaudeville never sounded so dirty. <laughs> well, I mean, it Actually, suits, it did. Yeah. It suits the movie. I mean, there, there were a buttload, pun intended, yeah. of buffalo shots in that oh, movie. Oh, God. Any chance to show a bare butt, they took it. <laughs> all right, next up, number four, The Greatest Frank of All from Village of the Giants. TV's Frank, this one's for you. Going out to our very special friend. Frank, the sun never shone upon our love before until there was Up you From me to you, sweet floppy Frank. We've had a lifetime of Frank. An endless Frank will always flow for all we know. For all we know. Frank, from the first day I knew your name, I never knew love was the same. Probably the most touching song. Yes. Frank gets fired by Dr. Forrester, so Mike and the Bot sing this tribute song to him. They were Frank about Frank. (laughs) You know what the weird thing is? If you guys seeing Frank Conniff now, he looks virtually the same. Mm. Except I don't think that's a wig. Uh, and, And, well, I mean, he's put on a few. He has definitely put on a few, but... Um, do, you, do you remember who uh, Dr. F. Hyde instead of Tor- uh, instead of um, Frank? Torgo. I kind of gave it away. All right, number three, the Canada song from The Final Sacrifice. <laughs> oh, I wish I was back in old Canada, a land which I never shall lampoon. How I pine for the ice covering Lake Manitoba and the beauty that is Saskatoon. I got one. Oh, I wish I was stuck in the hills of Alberta drinking beer with some big dumb guy trapping fur. As he scraped and he chiseled all the moose dung off his boots, I would learn that he's the prime minister. Stop that. Oh, I wish I was... (laughs) Not since Blame Canada has the song been so harsh to our neighbors up north. With uh, Tom Servo being the worst offender after he's praising the Great White North in his Mountie garb, but Mike and Crow egged him on to riff on Canada like they were, and, and by did by God did he ever? He took it to a whole new level. Oh God! I wonder if there's beer <laughs> up on the sun. Matt <laughs> <laughs> Dower. Matt Dower. Oh God! Yes. Um. This one almost that one almost made my list. 
think it almost made everybody's list, but we'll we'll talk about that in a minute because yeah. I, I do have a couple questions about some stuff. Number two, idiot control now from Pod People. With a pickle mind, we kicked the nipple beer. Steady as a goat, we're flying over trout. Ghetto down the highway at the speed of light. All I want to feel now is the wind in my eyes. Sack of monkeys in my pocket. My sister's ready to go. Hear the engines roll now. Idiot control now. Hideous control now. Two words. It stinks. <laughs> oh, God. And then finally, number one, there really could be no other. Patrick Swayze Christmas from Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yeah. Open up your heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas in. We'll gather at the roadhouse with our next of kin. And Santa can be our regular Saturday night thing. We'll decorate a bar stool and gather round and sing. Oh, let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas this year. Or we'll tear your throat out and kick oh, you in the ear. Hold it, hold it a can, but stop it. Couldn't really be anything else. This is not only my number one MST song, it's one of my favorite Christmas carols as well. I'll admit, this is not a Christmas playlist of mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll have to bash you nerdy caps if you bastards touch my car. <laughs> I got the word that Santa has been stealing from the till. Mike, I that but not for Donnelly on Elf had better make out his will. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Till next podcast, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Some great stuff on there. Uh, we also got a little bit of social media feedback on our Geek Salad uh, Facebook page, which was nice because the oft-ignored page of ours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I put out oh. a, a call in an MSDTK fa- Facebook page, and I got zero. Really? Yeah. You know what the sick thing is, too, is that they had like a really big press conference yesterday. Oh, Tom, really? Fleur, Tom and yeah, Crow. Yeah, Tom and, and Crow had a press conference yesterday. I really wanted yeah, to get Facebook in on that. Live, but yeah. Oh. I had things to do. Was it that was Reddit? I don't, I don't I'm not really sure what it was, but you know what? I had to adult yesterday. All right, so uh, Chris wants to bring up some of the MST shorts that he enjoyed, the MST uh, full length and shorts. Some of his favorites were, uh, his favorite shorts were Gumby's Robot Rump. Oh, actually, it was Rump. called Robot Rump. Rumpus, okay. <laughs> Damn spell check. And then his favorite movie, Overdrawn at the... is a word. Yeah, it is a word. I know. And his favorite movie, Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. Mom, my nuts! Mom! Hello, Sonny. What are you doing here? Why aren't you Puerto Rican? An entirely healthy question, son. The fact is, I'm being electronically simulated. Wow! Mom. My nuts. My nuts? No, dear, but uh, this is all in your mind. Oh, my God. There's been a big goof up, and you're still... Shh, they're talking about his area. (laughs) This one got a lot of love from people on on, uh, Twitter. Like, our our friend uh, Jackie, who uh, is at Writer Jacks, uh, she was just going on because this one is on... um, I think this one is on Netflix. Yes, it is. Uh, Yeah, Netflix launched 20... 
20. 20 MST 3K episodes in preparation of this. And Overdrawn the Memory Bank is one of them. Yep. You can actually find a bunch of uh, MST 3K episodes right on, on YouTube. Official, on the official YouTube uh, channel. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's... And they're annotated. Oh. So if you if you got all if you're missing some of the jokes, explains where they where they come from. Mm. Nice. That's great because it's hard to follow along with that book that I bought like 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. I love that. Oh one. That's, God. that's a really good one. There was some great stuff on there. I mean, it's one of those things. I I to this day could not tell you what the actual plot of the movie was, but some well, of the lines you, you kind of missed the. The entire plot of any of these. Well, movies. it wanted well, to be Casablanca, is what it wanted to yeah. be. Well, what, what, well, yeah. The the whole point was that they were. It was one of those like kind of like quasi 1984 thing going on where yeah. they were all being mind wiped, and he was deciding to live in the. You know, he was watching all the old movies, and then he gets plump, plump, plumped into them. Yes. By the uh, the technology. I love you, Spudge. I don't care you at all. <laughs> But he gets plopped into other things. Like, there's a point at which the, the DVD from the library conked out around the point where he was, like, going, I'm in a monkey! What the What's going on? It was, like, in a chimpanzee or something weird. It's, it's hilarious, too, because Raul Julius, Julia, at this point, had a tenuous grasp on the English language. So the fact that he's trying to do Bogart at the same time... Yeah. <laughs> and doing it passably well. Passably for, well, yeah. So for, he was for a, something that was on, what was it, cable access yes. or something? Yeah. He, was, he was a national treasure that was yes. taken too soon. Yes. Um, but the stuff with the fat man. Uh, Alright, Rick, draw! Maybe some, some butter! butter. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is, like, if you just take the plot of the movie, I mean, once you figure out what the plot is, it's actually, you could make this into a decent movie. But yeah. not on a PBS budget. No. Right. No. <laughs> Honestly, it looked like one of those things that they used to send around to sell software vendors your new software. Yeah. It like had that type of quality to it. Yep. You don't know what I'm talking about. There was one like for Windows 95 that came out and it is oh, so incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, someday maybe somebody'll turn a great movie out of it just like they took parts of the Clonus horror and turned it into the island. <laughs> Michael Bay did that. Yeah, exactly. There aren't enough close-ups and Dutch angles to make that movie good. <laughs> All right. Brian Dermody writes, Everything that happened in the diner scene and I accuse my parents as gold. <laughs> Kid, it's been three years and you still haven't eaten your hamburger. <laughs> you like a hamburger sandwich and french fried potatoes? So whenever I hear that, I always, I'm always flashing back to Jungle Goddess. Oh. I want a hamburger sandwich and a french fried potatoes. And any um, any and all food jokes in the final justice credits. Oh. <laughs> the second showing of um, one Jodon Baker. Oh God! <laughs> oh, he hated them for the. Yeah. He hated MC3K. Yeah. Out of everybody, out of, out of anybody, he'd be like, "Well, thank you for making me relevant to other people." Actually, I think there's one person that hated MC3K more than Jodon Baker. Who? Joe Westervis? Sydney Frank. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh God. Maybe, maybe because of that song. He's maybe, yeah. Frank. He's a Sandy of Frank. He's about the house all day. He's a of all our pain. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve Dermody writes the shaving scene in Egos, one of the greatest Ooh. and most horrible things I've ever seen. Uh, oh, Tor Johnson. No, no, no. That was uh, Richard Keel. Oh, it was Richard Keel. Okay, yeah, sorry. I was getting the. Oh, yeah. The Beast <laughs> of Yucca Flats was Tor Johnson. Yeah. Richard Keel. 
He, he kept trying to lick the shaving cream. He just made his tongue into like a look like a big old worm. Oh, it was a disgusting scene. And then uh, Jeff Tilton writes, "I thought I was the only person who loved IQs. My parents. The two that made me laugh the hardest recently are actually Rift Tracks, Stone Cold, and Megaforce." <laughs> I love the fact you can actually buy Megaforce with the video and the riff included in it. Yeah. Well, it's, so not the only, it's not the only own. one. Huh? It's not the only one. No, there's a bunch of them like that. There was one, The Apple, which might be the gayest movie I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Seriously, it's an early 80s uh, take on the, the Genesis. <laughs> oh. Oh, my. But with lots and lots of disco. <laughs> and Joss Ackland is God. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So let me ask you guys, when was your first introduction to Mystery Science Theater? Catherine? Probably in college. I don't, um, oh yeah, it was college because some of my friends were watching it and then they were going to go see um, the the movie. It wasn't the movie that we ended up with, it was another movie. It was something about, uh, Cheese was in the title, but I, I didn't end up, I didn't go, so uh-huh. I didn't have it, but it was, but it was like, it was what they were airing at colleges, but... It was not um, the the Silent Earth that they did. Oh, mm. Joe. Uh, for me, it was college. Um, I'll tell you, I graduated around the same time. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was, so it was twenty twenty one years ago, and I'm one of those people that when I do stuff like study or I have to have background noise. Yep. And we only had the cable system up in Vermont. The school I went to in Vermont only had fifteen channels. And Comedy Channel was one of them. Oh, man. And there's really not much to watch at 11.30, 12 o'clock at midnight, you know, 12 o'clock at night. So I'd flip it on, you know, Friday nights. I'd flip Friday, Saturday nights. I'd flip it on to uh, Comedy Channel. There's MST3K. And yep. we're playing in the background. And I just kind of got sucked into oh, it. Oh, man. Mike? Uh, I was in high school. All right. Middle school. Because he's um, a little younger than us. Yeah, yeah he is a little younger than us. Um, it was actually, I think it was shortly after my parents got divorced. Oh. Um, and my... This uh, is your parents now. No, yeah, <laughs> like, um, we didn't have uh, cable at my house, but yeah. at my mom's house, she had, she did get cable. And you know, I stopped over and you know my, my brother was watching something uh, and just flipped the Comedy Central. I was like, what's going on there? And I, I can even remember my first episode is Mitchell. Oh really? Yeah. So that's why that ah. today that's today that's still one of my favorite of all time. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, spoiler guys, college. Um, <laughs> no. We had you we had a common room and a VCR was set up there, and somebody one day brought in Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Keep circulating the tapes, man. Yeah. We watched the shit. Out of that movie. I wore out the... the, the. Oh my god. You have no idea. It was... I mean, we watched it so, so very much. And so when I was like, well, I want to get more of these. We didn't have, we didn't have cable in college. And they told me, oh, by the way, Joel isn't there anymore. It's another guy named Mike. I'm like, what? what? How could that be? I will not <laughs> accept this. <laughs> and then I started watching the Mike episodes. And I will... I, I am a true... I am a Mike bo- booster. I actually like Mike better than Joel. I like them both for yeah. different reasons. They have, their, they, like, they have their different reasons, I like, but... I like the Joel episode because I like the the mad scientist. Yeah, well, he was better with the invention exchange than... Oh, yeah, right. yeah. way better. But when I riff in my head, it's usually Mike. Yeah. If it's not if it's not Servo, it's Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I never, yeah. I never riff in my head as Crow. Yeah, and, and well, I don't... Crow's just mean-spirited. Well, and I don't... Well, 
And I, I wanted to yeah. say who lives and who dies. Yeah, I knew I had a boyfriend. At, you know, the, the next boyfriend I had who also liked Misty was a, a Joel fan, and I was definitely more of a Mike fan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, I used, I love that. And we were, we were saying when I got Comedy Central for the first time, it's like, ooh, look, a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I recorded all 24 hours of the Turkey Day Marathon in 1994. Nice. I act. All right, so for everybody who's listening who forgot how video cassettes work, <laughs> um, you you put them on extended play, and you can get six hours as opposed to the normal two on standard play. Yeah. All right, so you can extend it out. I had it set first for extended play. I think I had like three tapes. Three, four, That's yeah, four tapes. Four, yeah, yeah, four tapes, okay? When it started at midnight, my VCR was ready to go. I had to get up in the middle of the night to switch the tapes out. <laughs> There's a couple of... And every six hours, like... And then go back to sleep that a little bit. That is dedication, That is dedication. I think it started early, too. I don't think it started at midnight. I think it started like 8 o'clock that night yeah. and then went through. And I got so many ads for that um, that gaming system. Oh, the first CD, oh, the CDI. CDI, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Burner, something. Uh, Afterburn. I th- yes. no, yeah, it was something awful that nobody will ever remember talk about again. Yeah. There I, was I, so I, many ads. I, that, that commercial freaked me out because like, the guy's like eyes like, kind of blew out of his head and the book exploded. Yeah. And there's also a Dennis Rodman ad with Santa Claus that showed up a whole bunch more times than I would care for. Uh, hey, Dana. Um, <laughs> so now with that said, now that we've kind of relived our, 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 our past of Mystery Science Theater and all of us are college and high school, let's talk about some of our favorite shorts. This is actually my wife's favorite thing with the shorts. Like, for some reason, she won't invest herself in a whole movie. But a good 15, 30-minute, you know, oh, yeah. exposition on... You know, the trials and tribulations of teenage love or juvenile delinquency. <laughs> or as one of my things will do, the the um, the traffic court in the hereafter. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, why don't you get us started? What's one of your favorite shorts? Oh, A Date with the Family. Oh, oh God, I had that on my list, too. Yeah. Oh, hell. <laughs> they converse pleasantly mm. while Dad serves. No, I'll, I'll just I said pleasantly, I, I, for that is the keynote at dinner time. It is not only good manners, but good sense. Emotions are for ethnic people. Pleasant, unemotional conversation helps digestion. I can't stress unemotional enough. Father serves mother first, then daughter. Let's go to the flow chart for this. <laughs> then the boys. Don't worry, fellas, you won't get left. And be sure to make a plate for the narrator. A violent argument erupts over whose day was more pleasant. I was just, oh, I, I, I started what, I was like, which one was this one? I was trying to, and I queued it up, I'm like, right, this one. Narrated by Hugh Beaumont. Yep. <laughs> there are so many great lines in this one. Yeah. Do not bring up disturbing or uncomfortable topics of conversation. Dad, I'm dating a Negro. <laughs> <laughs> Brother sees a mother like he would his best girl. The less said about this, the better. <laughs> Sounded more butter, mother. Treat, treat your parents like you would your best your best friend outside the home. So snap dad's bra. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go piss up a flagpole. Uh, I just love how, like, gloriously starched and how wonderfully white everybody is oh God, in this yeah. thing. Everybody, <clears throat> you know, people are wearing nice jackets, 
You know, while they're, you know. Suit and tie. Suit and tie, yes. I do like the little callback, though, when older brother, like, takes a bite of his food and makes a little case that it stinks. <laughs> Which is more, emotions are for ethnic people. people. <laughs> I love this one. Catherine, what are your, some of your favorite memories of that? I feel like I'm hijacking this one. No, it's okay, because you're remembering it much better than me. You you had the shorts collection. So I, I did. Just, oh, God. Yes, we used yeah, to, oh, God, the, the video cassettes. Yeah, I oh, think, yeah. See, I, think I, I saw it at your house where one of the things was. Because I don't remember the shorts from when I used to watch MST back in the day. So it's like. Yeah, they didn't do shorts on the uh, Sci Fi channel, which is where I mostly watched it. Right. right. They might have done a couple. And you had, and three three shorts. And the only one. Yeah, not a lot. Three. And like I said, this week, I did my research this week when, you know, I was. Netflix. I'm like, oh yeah, the, the only one, the only only one episode had a, a short attached to it. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Ma- the Manos Hands of Fate episode. Hired, hired, hired part, part two. two. We're gonna have leadership the way my old man told me. You put a handkerchief on your head. You spotted imaginary elves. You rock on the porch all night. <laughs> Sales are the most important thing in this business. Seeing as how we're salesmen and all. We're closer together than we have in the past in order to get more sales. But first, martinis. Well, that's all for this meeting, but I want to check with each one of you personally before you go out this morning. Jimmy, I'll talk with you first. Because you've got the most problems. The meeting's adjourned. Which spoke to me because for five years I sold cars. Yeah. (laughs) And I thought, and I'm thinking to myself... This is so much bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> my manager never was never this nice to me. I'm going to sell cars like my old man told me. You, you sit on the porch of one of your hairy fairies. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and the first thing that Harry drilled into me was Harry. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun when you can watch them both together. Like yeah, you watch Hired One and Two. And oh, if you get the if you get the Mono's Hands of Fate um, DVD, like yeah, the special both. edition, they combine the both the both into one. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Although I do I do admit I really love their Hired the musical. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hope I don't get fired. <laughs> Mike. Uh, yes, yes. I shall go start with. Why study industrial arts? Because you're barrel, bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I like the feel of a board moving smoothly against a sharp saw. <laughs> and I thrust the nail into the soft yielding wood. I like the smell of fresh wood chips and sawdust. I put them in my underwear. <laughs> the bright glare of a welder. I like to sneak in and lay on the table saw. Yes. The sharp whine of a power tool. The piercing scream of a freshman. Or the dull tap tap of tools on leather. Rat tat tat tat. I keep popular mechanics under I my like mattress. <laughs> I just love it. They they make industrial arts into being like the most useful and you need to know it in order to do anything in this yeah. world. It's like when you take um, geometry in high school and you're like, oh, am I ever going to use this? Yeah, totally. That's how they make industrial right. arts. Yeah. But again, these square crackers essentially are. <laughs> I love the soft feel of the plane as it goes down. I like to thrust the nail into the soft, soft yielding wood. wood. What about girls, boy? Girls. No, 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 no metal. metal. What about girls? <laughs> oh man, the Grand Dragon had a lot of good points last night. <laughs> 
Oh god, they're just, they're so funny, and these a lot of these can be got right on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. We actually, actually, right before I came over here, I actually was just going down the list, and I managed to uh, get all the audio from every single one of them. You can find every one, every short that's on our list. Oh, really? On YouTube. Nice. In their entirety. Nice. So yeah, after on <laughs> at Thanksgiving, after we uh, Autumn and I cleaned up the house, it was like, what are we gonna watch? I'm in the mood for MST shorts. What about you? <laughs> Boom. Turkey Day. Yep. All right. What do I got on my list? Oh God, Andy. Here we go. Out of this world, <laughs> the immortal battle of good versus evil and the soul of the bread man. Yeah. You're talking through your horns again. Wouldn't want to make a little bet on that now, would you? Like what? Oh, say a dollar. A new set of asbestos points for my pitchfork against. You'd think hell would just provide those. A new set of strings for that thing. Mm. On the level. Strictly on the level. Of course, if you're afraid. Mm -hmm. I'll become Doctor Smith. I don't. <laughs> yeah, this is. It's on YouTube. Okay, I'll have, so to, I'll have to take a look. Up okay. in heaven, there is an angel, and there's a very, very, very. Very Faye. Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Devil. <laughs> and and they both keep track of the good bread sellers and the, the bad, bad bread, bread sellers. sellers. <laughs> so yeah. So the angel goes down to earth posing as a reporter, interviewing a bread man. Trying to find out why he's so good now. <laughs> and the devil keeps trying to tell tell him, no, no, you don't need to go try so hard. Why don't you do shortcuts? <laughs> This is the kind of behavior that'll move you to middle management. <laughs> bah! <laughs> the donuts go back. Oh God! It's it's hilarious. It, it, seriously, I mean, it's one of those things. Again, it's it's this concept that somebody thought was going to teach people. In this case, bread salesmen how to be better be salesmen. Can you yeah. imagine? <laughs> you can just got hired to sell bread. You sit down in the room with a bunch of other manly men. You have to watch this short. You know what I want to see? So all the, you know, the, they the, turn down the turn down the lights and click. You hear the whirring of the the film projector. Yeah, Jim Henson got hired to do a lot of these kinds of things. Oh wow! Oh. So there's there's a I don't know where I I haven't looked for on YouTube to see if they're available. I've only seen pictures in my my. Many that? Jim Henson books. That would be interesting. But yeah, there's there's one. There's a picture of this, you know, guy going sell, 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 and it's a Muppet going sell. I'm like, okay. I just have a picture though of this of this darkened room of, of up and coming bread salesmen with you know you get the the thing going and they're all like sitting there in their starched white shirts, their ties, all smoking, looking very intently at this thing. Yeah. Actually, I think they make it, they make a joke about that at the end of the short. We're like, like, okay, guys, well, yeah, yeah, she was some bride, huh? Well, come on, the, the, the real point to this, sir, you got to really grow, get to sell, sir. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. <laughs> hey, Catherine, what's up on your... Oh, hang on, hang on. All right, fine. Oh, oh, yeah, there you go. What to do on a date. <laughs> I like to do what not to do on a date. <laughs> you know the number, don't you? Okay. But I've got a Forever Platt audition. I, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hang up the phone. With each dial, he comes closer and closer to the most humiliating moment of his life. What if she says no? She will. 
Oh, hello, Kay? No. This is Nick Baxter. No. Oh, hello, Nick. How are you? I heard inside. Fine, thanks. <laughs> I actually remember the actual shorts better than I remember the riffs on them. Yeah, oh, God. Because <laughs> I'm like... I'm like, yeah, the guy was just terribly bad at the whole concept of a date and was like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And, you know, what is it? He was getting overwrought and it was just also, like, clearly not interested in the whole thing. <laughs> Hi, Karen. No. <laughs> I was wondering, no. <laughs> How would you like to? No. I was just going to say no. I mean, a case been missing since last February. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ice cream, I love this party! <laughs> How'd you like to go to a weenie roast? No, no! <laughs> and the whole the, the whole decorating the place and everything. Yeah, I was more just... I was more like personally amused and also, you know, they were making fun of it, which was great. I don't remember any of the lines. I was just so personally amused by the whole concept of these shorts. <laughs> Again Imagine you're sitting you're you're in high school, you're sitting in a class, and they show, show this. this. They should be so. We should have been so lucky to get to see whole movie shorts when I was in high school. Oh yeah, we were watching the click click the 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 badly timed slide projector thing film strip with with the the cassette player beep click click. Yeah, (laughs) it worked better when it was manual. The ones where it was supposed to be automated, it always went too far, and so you're watching like a oh, half so the sound wasn't the the sound sound wasn't synced with the picture. No, 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 it was synced. no, the, the sound was fine. It was the picture that couldn't sync. So you'd get like half of the first one and half of the next one. And just knowing how awful our AV people were. Well, our our AV people were fine. That machine was... You didn't have Samir Nanavati. No. He was, you know, everybody uh, everybody yeah. joked about the JVAV. He was varsity. Yeah. Whenever we had a problem, everybody in the room, he was never there. Samir! Yeah. Because he could fix it. He could. But he could never have fixed that thing because that was some kind of terrible technology. Sorry, the framing the was off. I mean, this thing was this thing was made before my parents were born. So uh. yeah, it was, That thing was not meant to ever work. But, dude, you're Indian. Come on, you can be able to fix this, right? <laughs> The fact that he couldn't yeah. tells so you that, that volumes. Techno- I remember Samir. I remember how. <laughs> yeah, because he was uh, he did tech on a lot of the shows at the at the drama club. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. This one is. What's the other thing? That's where he gets all these great ideas from the voices inside his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Joe, do you got any no, more? That's, no. That's all right, Mike. All right. <clears throat> My next one is it's kind of a longer one. It's actually about like twenty minutes long, but. Young man's fancy. But thank heaven, no more washing and wiping dishes around here. God, your hair smells terrific. And the dishwasher uses such hot water, you couldn't possibly put your hands in it. Sure, that makes the dishes hygienically clean. I'll put the heat well cooker in when I do the next look. I've never felt so comfortable with a woman, Mrs. Adams. Alexander, please. Do you want to have breakfast sometime? Don't do this to me, Alexander. And it's quiet too. What's this one again? Because there's a bunch of these that that all lump together. Yeah. Well, this one is uh, like the main plot is this girl like falls for the 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 his her brother's college roommate. That oh. She feels all squishy. Yep. But I mean everything. The like, the point of the short is to demonstrate how great an electric kitchen is. <laughs> What? Yeah. 
I, I, now, I remember this because I think I saw it for the very first time uh, uh, during our little marathon on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, so essentially, there's this girl who is of undetermined age. Yeah. She's either 14 or she's 21. I can't figure it yeah. out. <laughs> she never goes to school either. So. No, she never goes, well, why should she? She's just there to run the household she, after she, mother she's, dies. She's pretty and she can cook, so who yeah. cares? Well, and that's essentially the entire, that's the moral of the story there. Be pretty and cook. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how that's how she wins the heart of this guy is by cooking her, cooking him a meal. Yes, it's the new electric oven. <laughs> by ele- GE. Electric range. They talk about the wonders of an electric washing machine. <laughs> and, like the phone rings, and um, Crow's like, "Hey, the electric, the electric phone." <laughs> Oh, what what it must have been like to live in the 50s. Oh, my God. Because nobody says you can win your way to a man's heart by cooking. Engagement chicken, anybody? (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm Puerto Rican. I wouldn't have made made out too well in the 50s. No, no, you wouldn't have. (laughs) Go back to where you came from, wetback. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm sorry. What? Oh, wetback, not wetback. Yeah, yeah. We're not getting confused here. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry, I didn't. Well, back in the 1950s, you didn't have to enunciate. <laughs> That's for ethnics. Wait, wait, no. Yes, you did, because there was another short. That's for... Oh, God. What? <laughs> We're not going to get it, because it's on the list, but... There was speech. one about diction and speech. And oh, it was, good God. I think it was filmed in the 1920s. There's <laughs> plenty of lip and tongue action. <laughs> it's called speech using your voice. <laughs> Again, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Not you porn, YouTube. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Where are my shorts? Okay. <laughs> where are my pants? <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. So my next one is body care and grooming. We just took your libido and starched and, and pressed now it. now look at the skirt. And the socks. Thanks a lot for helping us prove a point. Now be gone. And you. You too know the value of a good appearance. Uh, Excuse me, I couldn't help but notice how much you look like everyone else. (laughs) Tackling her from behind is the first step. Ten years later. This marriage is suffocating me! Oh, here it comes. (laughs) There were a bunch of these, like keeping neat and clean. And this is ni- this is probably like 1940s Hitler Youth. Oh where- God! I, I don't know. Was this, this this might have been early 50s? I don't know. It's tough to it's tough to date some of these because yeah. I have a feeling a lot of these look like they were in the 50s, but the 50s would be fucking enlightened compared to some of this stuff. Yes. Um, body camera grooming is, is teaching young white people how to keep clean. <laughs> and if you do- if you don't, you'll be a social outcast. If, if you if you dare to look any different than everybody else, yep. then nobody will want to talk to you. No, seriously. Look at you. Is that, fi- you s- is that facial hair, young man? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, a dirty hippie? Look at that hair. <laughs> those, those, those clothes. Those, those nose. <laughs> is that any way for, for him to act like a human being? <laughs> yeah, so we can pie and grope at you. <laughs> There, that's much better. And they just go saunter off to their, <laughs> their Hitler Youth rally. It's just, uh, it's hilarious. I mean, seriously, it's stuff. I, mean, I remember it's like seven years old. My mother just teaching me. Okay, you need hot water and soap, and that will clean up everything. They're like, go- these are college age students. Yeah, yeah. In dorms. Yeah. 
being taught how to clean themselves. Hey. Well, was and, you weren't in my dorm apparently. Oh, we God. had. Yeah. And, it, and there was, and, and at camp, there was one girl that wouldn't bathe. Like, this was younger. We were like 14, 15, 16. Oh. And she was dragged kicking and screaming by the counselors to the showers oh, and scrubbed down. Yeah, we, I, there was always, I went, I went, I, no, I went to school with some dirty bastards. So, oh, okay. yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, I am but, not surprised. I, I, yeah. I've heard other stories. Yeah, it's, it's, we could still use They're these kinds of things, people. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Catherine, what's your next one? Is this love? Or is it just cheap sex? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It was. Are you going to phone your mom and dad about getting engaged? Actually, they're married already. Oh, oh I see. I'm scared stiff of what mother will say. Sure. We'll raise the roof. I think I'll send a telegram instead. <laughs> Don't be silly, Peg. You always talk as though your mother was an ogre. Well, I've known her for 50 dad years. Dad too much. And mother will be furious. Every so often she writes to ask if I've seen Pete Standish. You know, just because his father's a big-time real estate man and he's mother's idea of a perfect catch. He just got the Glen Gary account. It's the one where you've got the, 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 the elderly roommate. The yes. The elderly college roommate. The Womulan. Who's, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Who's <laughs> been dating her guy for a while and they're thinking about it and talking about it. They've been getting to know each other, whereas the uh, her, her younger roommate... Yeah. Who's like, is like half her age. Yeah, is about to... Yeah, is about to run off with her boy, her boyfriend to get married, and the parents who are actually even older than the Romulan roommate, <laughs> but not by much. <laughs> that one is what just about your, what that, about your... that one. I remember the riffs on it because that was hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's either it's, it's also got to be before one of my more favorite movies to watch on DVD. So, oh, Teenage Strangler. <laughs> yeah, no. just... that movie's terrible. <laughs> It's got, it was made on the same budget as Plan 9 from Outer Space, I think. <laughs> With Mikey. <laughs> I didn't steal no back, neither. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. But back to the back to the short. Oh, God, the short. I love at the end when when she's going to run off with her boyfriend, and the parents are like, oh, well, let's go home and make sweet love and have another one. <laughs> <laughs> and try again. Oh, your mother's not bad. Why, I've known her for 20 what years. <laughs> Yeah, this, this is great, and it actually ties into one of yours, Mike. Do you want to take that one? Uh, oh, yeah. Are you ready for marriage? I thought I was Googling, um, you know, uh, uh, MST3K marriage, and that one came up, and I'm like, I started watching it, I'm like, this isn't the one! A love appeal that hit you sort of boing. You saw my boing? How did you know? Well, it happened to me. Mm-hmm. It happens in some degree to most couples who become happily married. <laughs> It takes more than this point. Sometimes when you're, a sh- you're too far apart psychologically. If one of you is quick, your backgrounds are not similar enough, it can cause a great deal of argument and unhappiness until it's gone. Where'd it go? We're That's gonna what die. What you saying about your romantic love? These other things cause a breakup. But well, where's the rubber band? Yeah, no, it's, there were two. Yeah, and there were two. This, and there were two. the other one. There probably is probably more than that, but. Yeah. Well, this one, uh, Are You Ready for Marriage, is like the biggest case of blue balls this kid is probably ever had. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that makes this one really stand out, though, oh, is, he... is the magic elastic band. <laughs> you see, when you take the rubber band and stretch it, and stretch it, and stretch it, and it's gone! Sorcery! <laughs> <laughs> one, one of my favorite moments, though, is... Um, the, like the girl 
the, the, the girl and the, and the guy are talking to the counselor, and the guy is like telling him something, and the girl just uh, like, stares off into space, and Tom and Crow is like, Get down, meow, meow. Marines, we gotta <laughs> leave it! <laughs> Sorry, back in Denang there. <laughs> it's, just, it's random, he's just staring off into space. Oh, okay. God. Trying to be thoughtful and just can't yeah. conjure a thought in her face. Alright, so uh, my next one Mr. B Natural. Oh. <laughs> the king of the MST shorts. That hurt. I'm all messed up inside. If only an androgynous man would come and visit me. Mm. I better wash my gym clothes. It's been six months. Oh, eh. Meanwhile, the Midvale police visit his locker. Find out why they call him Buzz. No! no! He's coming out of the closet. This boy oh, might sorry. be needing me. Well. That's what I'm here for. I feel ill. Me too. Oh my god, this is great because this teaches kids all about the joys of being in the high in the high school band, <laughs> played by a woman with Mary Martin syndrome. <laughs> Let's not forget, Mr. B. Natural came out of the closet in that one. Oh yes, literally. <laughs> oh god, this one. Yeah, she's got the Mary Martin syndrome. Yeah. Where. She plays a boy, but she's got really, really great legs. So. <laughs> especially, especially in the beginning. Mr. B, you're hot! And she's like, like reclining on that music stand, and she's kicking her legs up and, oh. <laughs> Knew your father I did. You leave my father out of this! <laughs> but there's this great bit where the kid finally learns how to play the trumpet. And he's playing the first the first dance. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like this slow dance and all that. He comes up to play this thing, and then there's. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh god, this one was fantastic. Actually, I know Riff Tracks went back and redid this yes. one. Which I gotta say is admirable that there are no jokes they repeat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they made a conscious effort on right. I'm, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this. That short defined it's it's all based around selling instruments. Yes. By con. Oh yes. God. Do you remember that? We all I'm assuming all of us played an instrument in in elementary school band. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, cornet. Not in band, but I took classes on viola oh. and French horn. Uh, and in our school anyway, everybody took recorder in Third and fourth grade. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's oh. a necessity. I still have my recorder, actually. I played flute. I, played I got whooped. I'm not surprised. Flute and coronet. Yep, I got my ass kicked a lot. I was a smart ass. I, they asked me, do you want to play flute? And I said, yes. And they kept asking me, did you sign up? Did you get your flute? And I'm like, I said I wanted to. I didn't say I was going to. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, buy I, didn't, one. I didn't say I could. I just wanted to. Oh, man. They like, did not understand that a fifth grader understood sarcasm. I like the, tr- the trombone because it was it had a huge case that you could use as a batting ram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Catherine, what's up for you next? Okay, so uh, this next one is kind of a short, kind of not. It's, it's on YouTube. It was half an hour long when they aired it on Sci-Fi Channel. It is the Robots Choice Awards preview special of 1998, oh, where God. they covered the Oscar nominees. 
Our next film is called Goodwill Hunting, and it's up for every award ever invented. It's a very clever title, you guys, because it's about a guy named Will Hunting. Ah. See, and, huh. and he's a tortured character, and the other characters in the film help him find the good parts of himself. Hence uh -huh. the title. Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Good yes. right. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the Australian remake about a guy named Day Mate. It'll be called Good Day Mate. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Very excited, though, about the upcoming film about a guy named Housekeeping Seal of Approval. Oh, yes. And they were like, and then the movie that completely got left out of the Oscars, we don't understand why, Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> And then later, Riff Tracks did the Starship Troopers. Yeah. The whole thing. But yeah, it was. I loved that when it aired. It was so much fun. I, I, I always. For me, I always bounce back and forth whether or not I like that one better or the summer blockbuster pre, uh, review one where they, where they actually tackle um, Batman and Robin. Oh, God. I don't remember that one yeah, as they, well. I, I must have watched it. I just don't re It didn't stick in my mind as much as the Oscar one did. Yeah, I, I remember they they, they tackled Fifth Element, Contact, um, Batman and Robin, and a couple more songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. A bunch of overrated movies in that. <laughs> I love Fifth Element so much. <laughs> Contact was terrible. I love the book, but I love Fifth Element. All right. Um, oh Christ, am I up next? All right. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm up next. Okay, go ahead, Mike. Uh. Actually, one of, one of the three shorts that they did in Sci-Fi Channel, A Case of Spring Fever. No springs! <laughs> oh, God! No springs! No springs! <laughs> no springs! <laughs> Honey, you get this water. Well, it's not as bad as the time I said no muscle tone. Never recovered from that. And no redemption, by the way. Well, so coily, I'm gonna digitize everything. This one is terrifying. It's <laughs> terrifying, and then whenever you see a spring again for the rest of your life, yeah. no springs. <laughs> so, so this one jackass wish makes a wish, and everyone else has to suffer for it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, too, that this guy's hatred, this holy war, is going to be on Springs. I wish they had never made them at all. Yeah, really? And then afterwards, he, I, he, he, he's like, oh, can I take back my wish? Well, okay. He's like, complete reversal. Yeah. And then the kid, guy becomes, like, the biggest... Spring advocate. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's a proselytizer. Yes. <laughs> I'm in bed with Big Spring now. <laughs> I'm a spring evangelist. Oh, God, yes. I lobby for springs. Only <laughs> the spring sprites. That reminds me of the... You guys You guys have seen Kentucky Fred movie, right? Oh, yeah. Was it like sodium bromide or whatever? What if you didn't have this at all and like this woman's house just falls to shit because of everything? Every, yeah. Your prosthetic leg. Your brassiere. <laughs> the, safety, the safety valve on your gun. <laughs> the funny thing is, <clears throat> they actually referenced this short... In season four, no, season three, with uh, Viking women and the sea serpent. Okay. Because that was all the shorts, all the host segments were all about waffles. <laughs> and in one of them, uh, Crow dresses up like uh, waffle, the uh, waffle sprite, and <laughs> tells everyone what's what the world would be like without waffles. And then, like what, six years later, on like the second to last episode of OSTGA, they actually do the short. <laughs> 
So nobody got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And my final one on my list. Um, actually, yeah, I think, Mike, you got, like, one more here. Yeah. Um, X marks the spot. The aforementioned um, Afterworld where the, uh, where, where the dead go to traffic court before they can ascend into <laughs> heaven. A bull bounced out directly in front of I'm the car. I'm huge. And right behind it came a kid. The little fella disappeared behind a hood of the car. <laughs> Joe jammed on the brakes. Started to jump out of the car. <laughs> then the little boy ran out with the bull clutched in his With his skull clutched in his hand. Close call. Joe slumped back into the driver's seat. He said a silent prayer to Bongo, the god of gravity. After that, I never had any trouble with Joe around schools. He'd crawl by at a snail's pace. Nursing homes, though. Whoa! See you, man. Uh, yeah. So, that's exactly what this entire thing is. A guy gets in a car accident because he drives like an asshole. No, he, he had a hangover. He had a hangover. So he was driving drunk. Like an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, he's still driving like an asshole. Yes, exactly. No matter what, he was an asshole. Anyway, he, he he dies, he goes up to heaven, and he's maybe given a reprieve to go back down to Earth and you know continue to be a shitty driver. Or he will just die. And it's, it's one of those things that the best part about it is the way it ends is just like the celestial Big judge. Big question mark. With the question mark, but they just take it right to the audience. What would, would you, you do? And then the big question mark, and then <laughs> Liberty Films. <laughs> this isn't one of the Disney goofy uh, educational films. No. It? Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, I missed But we were, we were watching it, and Autumn's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Man, God is a crummy office. <laughs> All right, Mike, you got one more on yeah. here. Then we got to move on. We took a lot of time on these shorts, so yeah. this one, uh, this one is interesting because it never actually was in any episodes. It was, it was intended for a CD-ROM that they that MCTK was going to release. CD-ROM, and they never did. But you can still find this short on uh, YouTube. It's called Assignment Venezuela. It was majestic, honey. Oh. Practically all the skilled workers of Venezuela, and with their housing and other benefits, they receive about as much as men doing identical jobs in the United States. Well, I figured a certain way about as much. <laughs> Honey, it's just so glorious. You gotta get down here. Employee relations policies are about the same, too. And oil companies here operate under modern labor laws. Again, for Venezuela. Oh, God. <laughs> and keep in mind, this show was probably made maybe two or three years before the communists took over yeah, exactly. and kicked, kicked everyone, um, all the Westerners out. And basically, it's, uh, it's telling the story of this guy who gets a job at an oil company down in Venezuela. So he goes down, he's writing these letters back to his, back to his wife and two kids about what it's like being down there and what he's doing and how he's getting the, their life ready for when they come down oh, and join God. him. These people have, have, have accepted me as their white savior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And it's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's there's one bar, part where they, he goes out on, on some of the drilling platforms, mm -hmm. and the music is just, it's completely, has nothing to do with the scene. It's like, there's building, and there's a huge, like, just grandiose score, and the guy's just, like, looking around a, uh, an oil platform. <laughs> there actually is one, Joe. For your, for your, your viewing pleasure, there's one in Puerto Rico. Oh, oh yes, I have to watch it. Progress Island, USA. Oh, yes. good God! It's it's oh, a, God. one of those. Um, you know, come to Puerto Rico because it's better than the United States, even though it looks exactly the same. 
Please invest your money here. Yeah. It's one of those <laughs> trying to get people, companies to invest. White people, please. Come on over. Save us. Por favor. <laughs> Save us, por favor. <laughs> All right. So now we get to talk about the movies. Yay. Yay. The full-length favorites of ours. Uh, Catherine, actually, you know what? Joe, why don't, you, why don't you take the stick on this one? Because you haven't done one, you haven't done one in a while. All right. <laughs> My first one is... The Great Granddaddy. No. What, yeah. Arguably one of the worst movies ever created. Worse than The Room. Manos, The Hands of Fate. Father, we'll stay tonight and then tomorrow. You must be. You cannot stay. The Master would not uh, approve. Oh, uh, what does the Master approve? Uh, <laughs> uh, the door's over that way, Targo, if you're... <laughs> I'm losing it. Left. Oh, there I go. I'm going left. Help. I'm... Oh, oh. It's like having Joe Cocker as your bellhop. That was the one that the, the post-college boyfriend made me watch, and yeah. I will never forgive him. Whenever Torgo was on screen, was... <laughs> that little... That horn. <laughs> terrible. They didn't, they didn't make enough fun of it, so I had to mostly watch this movie. Oh, man. Yeah, right. Because well, that was one of the things. I was like, like yeah, Joe will just let you enjoy it. Like it's not good. The first half is the first half is okay. The, the way they're riffing on it is the first half is good, but then they just kind of like almost like ran, gave up. Half they gave up. Yeah, like, we got nothing on this. And it was just I'm like, no, no, this hurts. This is painful. I mean, so I'm pretty sure this is a snuff film. And, and the best riff on it is. Every frame of this movie looks like somebody's, somebody's last, last known photo, <laughs> yeah. which it does. Yeah, because yeah. and it, but it's such a painful movie to watch because it's there's no the sound doesn't sync with the visuals yeah. Yeah. and well, the music. It's daytime in one scene and the deepest and darkest Tor- night. And Torgo's just kind of sitting there and twitching and looking uh, <laughs> yeah. all over the place. It's like what the hell is going on? I love how like the very first like twenty minutes of the movie. It's just them driving. driving. Yeah, <laughs> they get pulled over for some reason, and then they just they drive. driving. driving again. And it's like okay. <laughs> so I read up on this movie, and apparently the movie was made on a dare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. He didn't even remember he he, he made it. Right. Like, the oh. funny thing is, it kind of became a cult classic because of MST. Right. That's what caused it to be re-released as a special edition CD. Mm-hmm. I mean DVD yeah. with the MST3K. Riff track. Easily, on, this is the did, most did, did, popular yeah. Mystery Science Theater 3000 release mm-hmm. ever. Did it, did it include the riff tracks of Pretty Girl Watching toward <laughs> Mano's Hand of Fate? Oh, God. <laughs> they, they showed, like, you know, you don't see the movie, you just see this pretty girl watching it and being like, what the? What's going I don't understand. What is going on? It was, it was like the riff tracks response to one, two girls, one cup, I guess. Oh, God. Yeah, which yeah, I have yeah. not watched and Do no. Do not know. Wow, that's a dated reference. That is dated. Which is amazing, because I never thought that would go away. <laughs> oh, I was praying it would go away. Yeah, well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> moving on. Yes, please. Moving on. Mike, what do you got, buddy? I got Attack of the VI Creatures. <laughs> oh, let's go to the Toby Hooper place. Uh, Egan. Hmm. Hmm. Nice place. Now, let's try the last house on the left here. Andy? Opie, Floyd, bye, honey. We're doomed. Uh, can we leave you a watchtower? <laughs> Which itself was a was a uh, nearly a nearly an exact remake of um, Attack of the Saucer Men. Saucer right. People. 
But the whole movie was shot very badly day for night. Oh, God. And, and so, and, but the funny thing is, these these eye creatures, who I guess they only had like three or four full suits, and everyone else had like where they just the, the headpiece or whatever, are destroyed if they're hit with light. And the whole movie is filmed in like... Blinding daylight? Yeah, but is it's like... Is this the one that's where it's filmed day for mid-afternoon? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just... And the, well, the, the title is really the, the most well-known part about this yeah. entire movie. Attack of the... The Eye Creatures. Yeah. <laughs> Attack of the... The Eye Creatures! Like, <laughs> did no one just look at that and wait? Wait a second! <laughs> hey, that's why it's Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the... The, the Clones. clones. <laughs> oh, it, good. It's just... All of the characters are just, like, slimy and, and unwatchable. <laughs> I love... <laughs> they um, I, I guess one of like the main characters' uh, parents. Yeah. <laughs> There's a brief shot of him just like kind of sleeping in in this co- in police station, <laughs> and the um, uh, I, I forget who it was, but they said Gucci Stein. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And this is also the one that ends with they just didn't care. Yeah, they go down a list of all the just blatant, blatant continuity and error. And error <laughs> they just didn't care. They just didn't Did care. Not. All right, on my list, I'm going to start off with another classic, Mitchell. How do you like your scotch? Uh, by the court. Come on, more. Come on, keep it coming. I'm a big boy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually take it with a ding-dong in it, but... Uh... I guess I'll take it neat. That's okay. You know... Booze is good food. I admire a man like you. Uh, not you, specifically. My, Mitchell, my, 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 Mitchell. my, 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 God! No! <laughs> Baby oil! No! <laughs> Mitchell's on the corner. <laughs> Mitchell! I <laughs> on the sandwich. <laughs> Mitchell heart pounding. Mitchell veins clogging. Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> oh, this one. Mitchell, is... who was anybody broke, turns in his girlfriend for prostitution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to get the to get the money. For That's it. our Mitchell. <laughs> it wasn't John John Saxon in this movie. Oh, yeah, there's this part, and apparently, it, when you watch the full length version of Mitchell, uh, John Saxon is killed before yeah. he kills Martin Balsam. Yeah, and um. Okay, who's the other guy? Oh, oh, uh, John Saxon, Martin Balsam, and, um, oh, the guy from Pick Me Up, uh, Pick Me Up Bouquets. Oh, yeah. Merlin Olsen. Mer- yeah. Who gives some flowers, Merlin? Merlin Olsen hadn't found his instrument yet. <laughs> Why don't you go wait for us? What does he think? I'm an acrobat? Well, she's an acrobat, Ted. <laughs> Oh, this is this is one you don't remember so much from the movie. You remember the quotes, because yeah. <laughs> there were so very many of them. There's, yeah. there's a reason. There's a reason this was my very first episode, and I stuck with MCTK after this one because yeah. it looks like the raffle Buddha. <laughs> it's an angry Chucky. <laughs> Judon Baker would be great for Elvis. The dying oh. years. Well, this is the thing because I was, I watched Mitchell, and then many years later. I, I was watching the new James Bond. Oh, and then and the CIA agent was like, "Ma, ma, 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 Mitchell." 
With music by John... Uh, uh, Hoyt Axton. Hoyt Axton, yes. Oh, Hoyt, how could you? Good God. Oh, there's, there's so many great things in this movie between the uncomfortable sex scene between him and Linda Evans. Oh! Uh, where, where there is... Beer? There's some good cigarettes in them. <laughs> there is clearly baby oil on the nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> Just try and think about that one. Oh. <laughs> there's, that, there's that great scene where he's having dinner with John Saxon. Or maybe it was, it was Martin Balsam. Martin Balsam, yeah. And then he, he like leaves because he gets into a fight. He's walking down the street like, oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Only had two steaks for dinner. So you get to finish my orange. Big buttery moon up there. The sidewalk kind of looks like ice cream if you squint hard enough. <laughs> hey, is this rice? No. <laughs> I love how they just they're constantly making fun of his alcoholism. His alcoholism, yeah. his weight. Yeah. His, his our hero, ladies demeanor. and gentlemen. <laughs> and the fact that he's is an awful human being. Yeah. Hey, we're the two. We're the sons of the old lady you made to get out walk. One of my favorite lines from that one, he, uh, he's arguing with his chief. He's like, Rachel, um, I don't much care for you. Why is that? Perhaps our brief but bitter affair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love this one so very much. Uh, All right, Catherine. All right. The first one I'm going to talk about is Soul Taker. Soul, Soul Taker. Okay. Starring the more famous brother, Joe Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> Not that pansy Martin Sheen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Coast is clear. I'm ordering a steel cage match on pay-per-view. I don't know, but I think we better get out of here. Hey, this house has all the rooms. Hmm? Is that my tummy or is that a raging hell beast? Hey, they have three-pronged outlets, those bourgeoisie jerks. The female lead was actually the writer of this. Oh yeah! Every chance they get, and she's just now the character just lays back on the bed. She's looking thoughtful and contemplative. And and everybody wants her. Yep. (laughs) Shocking. That's like, um, honestly, that's like the room. I mean, Tommy Wiseau wrote that movie, so essentially he could be shown having sex with semi-attractive women. (laughs) I didn't hit her. I swear to God, I didn't hit her. Oh, hi, Mike. Um. Yeah, I, I I remember seeing Soul Taker when it was on Sci-Fi. Yep. But I don't really remember what, much what, about it. I remember the yeah the whole thing about you know it's Joe Estevez. I was sitting there going, that can't be Martin Sheen. They say it was Joe Estevez. <laughs> that explains it. Yep. It's his brother. This is also one of the two movies starring Robert Zadar. Otherwise known as the fate the uh, catcher's mitt for a face. <laughs> <laughs> Any good lines from this you remember? Or? Leak taker. <laughs> well, um, like one of the, one of the, like the guys that gets like killed killed and turned into a soul taker. It's like, man, Led Zeppelin was wrong. There is no stairway to heaven. Man, you're you're lying. Zeppelin's never wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have there anything else on Soul Digger besides the haunting good looks of Joe Estevez? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and and the the irresistibility of the writer slash star. Yeah. No, I got nothing. Everybody wants her. Well, you speak of Joe Estevez. Yes. Because my next my next movie is Werewolf. <laughs> Skinwalker. Skinwalker. Texas Skin Ranger. <laughs> it's also known as a shapeshifter. It's 
pot sticker, clam dicker, that sort of thing. It's the Navajo equivalent of a uh... poodle. <laughs> Lankathrope. <laughs> a damn werewolf. A, a, a what werewolf? Here's the wind up and the pitch. Werewolf? No, werewolf. Where? Say it. Sorry, Mr. Joe. No, 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 you said that wrong. It's werewolf. 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 <laughs> it's amazing how they. A movie with such bad accents. It's amazing how <laughs> all around they have, they have a movie where none of the character, none of the characters can speak correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I like the room. Actually, speaking of Joe Espinosa, I love how he's only in like the first half of that. The only first half of the movie after and his friend Tommy gets killed, he kills him. And then every time after he shows up, like, now go away, Joe. You're not in the movie anymore. Just leave, Joe. <laughs> but then, I mean, I, I saw that this movie was made in the mid '90s. I'm thinking to myself, no way. This thing looks. <laughs> Made in the eight, 1984, 86. I mean, <laughs> uh, more like 94. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's just the girls had like 80s style. Hair, yeah. 80s oh. hair. Maybe this is one of those movies like Evil Dead that they kind of filmed on everybody's free weekend and, and, and it took like know, five years to make. And, and the villain's hair changes in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the girls look like they just stepped out of a hustler shoot, photo <laughs> shoot. It's like, really? They probably did, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> It were cheap. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, it's economical not to have a storyline because then you can just film people saying things, which is pretty much it. I mean, there's <laughs> no story to this. Oh, and then, and, but actually, but one of my favorite bits is afterwards, towards the end, because Mike was ter- slowly turning into Crow. Oh yeah, <laughs> because of Crow's essence. And then you <laughs> off screen, you see Tom comes and he's got like a Tom Servo's got like a wig. And he's like. Yeah. Well, I found some of, some of Mike's essence. Here, take some. It'll turn, you slowly turn back to Mike. And it's like, you know, it's pretty powerful stuff. I just dropped a little bit on me. Now I got a great, I got blonde hair, and I feel like I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> and, then you go, and, then, and then Mike's like, well, where'd you get it? Ah, we don't need to get into that right now. <laughs> well, this was also the one where um, Mike and the Bots do the uh, 50s doo-wop. Oh, werewolf. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. That's awesome. Was, oh my god, this is so... Like I said, the accent... Just the accent of the main female character, Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so god-awful. Alright. Oh, what do you got? My next one is... Santa Claus. Oh god. A Mexican kids movie that pits Santa against the demon. Oh god. <laughs> Look out, Santa. They'll see you. <laughs> well, that's the last thing they'll ever see. <laughs> Why, of course, Santa can handle this. All he has to do is use the magic dreaming powders prepared by Mr. Merlin. And Mr. Owsley. And it isn't long before our two little stay are sleeping soundly in their bed. Unfortunately, the powder does have contraindications and enduring side effects. <laughs> oh, Lupita! Lupita, no! <laughs> Uh, the, the epic battle between evil and the narrator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there were no elves. There were just a bunch of kids, kids slaves from all all over the world making toys for, 
For while he works in heaven with Merlin the wizard and God. <laughs> he doesn't have reindeer. He's got these mechanical reindeer. Oh, jeez. The nightmare fuel. <laughs> they, they line them up and then the, the reindeer start laughing. And oh, it's just no. This, this sick, like, wooden toy mechanical mouth just like... <laughs> this is pure nightmare fuel, Mike. Because... <laughs> oh, like, Above the archway behind the, the Laughing Reindeer, there's like a, a star uh, painted onto the wheel. And uh, I think Tom goes, a pentagram and reindeer's laughing. You figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is a, this is a great one. Uh, um, the, the, between the two Christmas movies, yeah. this is my personal favorite. I gotta go with the other one, which yeah. we'll talk about a little bit, because it's on my list. I like them both, but I... I just the, the this sheer lunacy of having Santa employing the magic of Merlin against a a demon in red in red tight tights like it, red pajamas pretty much oh no no that was a dance and belt. enlisting the yeah enlisting the help of three wicked Mexican boys to help <laughs> also a little girl named Lupita can get a doll <laughs> a doll that's twice as big as she is. Oh, <laughs> This reminds me of that um, that riff track short, A Visit to Santa's Workshop. Oh. I didn't realize David Lynch made a Christmas movie. <laughs> uh. It's essentially where, uh, you know, Santa Claus's workshop and his big throne essentially is a chaise lounge. And some, it's not chaise lounge and somebody's... Uh, and like a split level in Pasadena. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's up on my list here? Next one for me. Oh, okay. I'm cheating because I'm taking the movie. Okay. This Island Earth. Interocitor incorporating planetary generator. Oh. Interocitor with Volturator, with Astroscope. Hey, Miss Interocitor. Here's something my wife could use in the house. A man? An Interocitor incorporating an electron sorter. Oh, well, she probably gained 20 pounds, but it did all the work for her. Hell, you bitch. No, 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 no it's This Island Earth. 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 Are you taking the one that they did before the movie, or the... Because I heard that they did it before. This is well. No, no, the Silent Earth is the movie. The MSC three K, the movie. Right, yeah. right. So this is the one. This is uh, Cal Meacham <laughs> and yep. his Rossiter and the Metal Lunins. And, oh yeah, and Brack and Brack. It's the, the Brack show, show starring me. I'm Brack. Brack. It's, it's the Brack, Brack show. show. We got lots of great guests. I love how you both did that simultaneously. The minute you said Brack, it's only about the Brack show. Me, I'm Brack. Notice the strange, their strange foreheads. No! <laughs> we'll just put them up in the slaves' quarters. That's not funny, Ruth. I was a slave. And I ran my overpasser down his throat and laid my eggs in your chest. But I'm, but I'm not an alien. alien! Honestly, I know I mean, a lot of people like a lot of the TV, sh- the, the TV stuff better. I, I gotta say, this is obviously it's on my list, but this is one of the most quotable mm. ones primarily for the, the riffs. I mean, there was just, oh God, everything from... What's this and the rest crap? Yeah. The professor from from uh, Gilligan's Island is in it. So the Weenie-mobile. Weenie-mobile. ran away. Put the bathroom up in the tower. What was I thinking? So what was it like being green? I don't want to talk about it. Sort this, deliver that. I'll make them all pay. Do you know who who played that, that delivery man that delivered the... Oh, God, who... Coleman Francis. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so he has, has officially his fourth appearance on yeah. MSC3K. Are you going to... 
Are you going to work naked again, Cal? <laughs> well, where do we start? Here, at Goofy Clown Face. 179 parts. 178. 77. I'm Claude Rains. This is your co-pilot, Harvey the Rabbit. Co-pilot. Must be having a Roman Coke somewhere. Oh, God, what's the... Oh, this is something my wife could use at home. A man. <laughs> a secret government ego project. You know what my kids would say? You're not my real father. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my waffle all the humanity. <laughs> oh god, this thing and too. The, and the interstitials are also really great. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's this button do? Ah! <laughs> It's a long way you need to, to temporary. Well, I weighed the options between <laughs> doing something really stupid, and I, I chose that instead. That was very interesting. When, when I was doing something really stupid or really brave, and I did it anyway. <laughs> I experienced a sensation all the other new to me, and frankly, I, I love it. it. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I've been waiting all day for this. Mike broke the bubble. Mike, Mike broke, broke the bubble. <laughs> oh, that is. It was. That and even, was and really... some of the video, the visual jokes, like Gypsy as the eye, like out of, out of a. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> and the the hands the that helm. Mike uses to move the <laughs> yeah. It says mono's, it says mono's right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love this one so much. I wish this was on Netflix. Mm. It was. I got it on DVD. I think, oh. I, I think I might have it on Blu-ray. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, also, I actually bought, when this was first released on DVD, I bought it through the official MC3K yeah. uh, site, and at the time, they were they were moving from um, Comedy Central to Sci-Fi Channel, so they were taking down the uh, Deep 13 set. Oh. I have, I have a piece of the Deep 13 set. He's the styrofoam. So cool. I could, that piece at home could have once hit Frank on the head. <laughs> all right Catherine you're up all right one of the ones I had on my list was overdrawn at the memory bank because I do so love that one yes. but I think we've kind of touched kind on it I'm sorry I didn't realize I didn't even look to see if that was on no, your list it's, so. it's okay it's okay we did talk about it so I'll, I'll think of another one really quick but in the meantime let's talk about space mutiny fridge large meats punt speed chunk butch deadlift <laughs> You can walk on your hands and catch up to the guy. Put your helmet on. We'll be reaching speeds of three. <laughs> Hit the siren. Go. Let's see what this lark can do. We need both horsepowers on this thing. Oh god! Which is a favorite of mine because it's from like the mid '80s. The there's it so was much made, It was released in 1988, and it's hard to believe that it was that new. It, it, yeah. it looks it looks like you know early '80s at the latest, and, oh. and they stole all the sound effects from the original Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, sound effects. They stole stole all the exterior shots. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They, that's, that's true. They did. They had the shots. Oh, they had god. the sound effects. They had all the LeMay. <laughs> Which they stole from the Buck Rogers yep. of the eighties. But let's not let's not forget the best part about this episode. Big McLarge huge. <laughs> <laughs> All the names. Oh yeah. Uh, that, and that, not only that, but Railing Death. Railing Death. <laughs> and, and the villain Calgon. Yeah. 
Yes. Me, take me away. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one because this is the one I watched on, on Netflix uh, when they re-released everything. Yeah. The club scene was bizarre. Oh, oh yeah. It's like with the, the dancing with the hula... Actually, not the hula hoops. It was that light thing. Yeah. That, that light rope that was big yeah. at that time. Oh, And she's, oh, like, God. flashing her skirt up over her butt. Oh, God. And that woman was, like, maybe 50, to be generous, because... <laughs> no, she was she was 30, but it was a hard 30. It was a hard, <laughs> hard 30. Oh, God. <laughs> and the captain was always mistaken for Santa. Santa Claus, yeah. Her, what, what about the children's toys? Her, his second command looked a lot like... Sting. Oh yeah, and of course, there was the uh, the character that was killed off that appeared in the next scene as yeah. an extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, people look alive. Oh, sorry, oh, Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about this one is the blatant sexism in the in their uh, costumes. Oh yeah, yeah. Almost, er- you know, every man was dressed in like space general uniform. <laughs> Every woman essentially was in a dance skin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a tiny little halter top and a little flippy skirt. Yep. And then there were the da- the um, the, the I don't remember the actual characters' names. Were like the ballet dancers that were working oh, with oh, the eye oh, from yeah. that that glass electrode thing like the, from Spencer's Gifts, <laughs> like the magic. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I read they were the Bolarians. Yes, because it's ballerinas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. Looks like Santa's getting a prize this year. <laughs> Mrs. Claus doesn't need to know. Oh, man. Energy drinks are going on sale. Those things never go on sale. Uh, yeah, this is a, this might be the best one out of the sci fi channel. No. No? No, the, the Sci-Fi Channel had a lot of good they, ones. I mean, there were one, a lot of good ones. In but that way. was that one was definitely meta with all the uh, the rip-offs of, <laughs> of old BSG. Oh, God, yes. Especially because they would show the Galactica flying backwards. Yeah. Just so you'd be aware that it wasn't really the Galactica. <laughs> yeah, but they kept shooting the, uh, the, the Cylon. The Cy- yeah. The Cylon base ships. I was like... <laughs> Biff Harchies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever do that test? What's your what's your MST? Oh, what's your what's your no. name? I, I did, but I can't remember what it was. I'm gonna look that up. Uh, Joe, you go. I'm gonna look this thing up. All right, my third one is a movie called The Side Hackers. Okay. The way JC rides, he can keep you in steady business. Oh, what do you mean? Exhibition riding, fairs, rodeos, weddings, bar mitzvahs. You can know. make a bike do anything. Yeah. In fact, I'm a bike. I didn't get your name. Rommel. Oh, you magnificent son of a bitch! I read your book. This one, this one's hard for me to get through. Maybe it is hard to get through. Very bleak twist right it in is. the middle. It is. Because you first watch it and it's kind of like, oh, this is going to be about weird motorcycle racing, and then it takes a dark, dark twist. In, in fact, this was the episode that kind of taught. The MSC2K writers a lesson like they need. You got to gotta watch, watch the movie they need first. To watch the entire movie before they choose to do it. Because they don't even watch, like, maybe, like, the first half hour. They're like, okay, yeah, we can do this. And then they got there, and like, oh, shit. But then it's, yeah, and this is one of, like, one of the first ones that had, like, a, a running joke through the entire... Because the main character's name is Rommel. So every time somebody <laughs> spoke, ma- you magnificent <laughs> bastard. I read his book. <laughs> is this the one that also had that, the, uh... 
the kind of like the weird touching love song that only love kills yes. the stuff. Yes. <laughs> JC. I loved him like a brother. <laughs> he was my brother. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever seen the side hackers. That might be oh, the one I've ever seen. It's, I think this one is on I think it's, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the Netflix ones. <laughs> yeah, it's it was it was the interstitials were a lot better than the actual riffing in the movie was. It's it, it's it's a good it's a good solid episode and, and that the first whole segment where they make up their own uh, terminology Tom for Rollins side hackers and then and then actually they gave Cambot his own riff yeah. where they're they're doing like, they're showing the, like the racing footage and he like inserts uh, like ESPN style graphics like showing the scores. Okay, so I found the, the tough guy name generator, which is apparently what this is coming from. So I'm going to start working on these. All right. So I'll start with Catherine, because... Right, oh, okay, we're getting our names now? Yeah, we're getting our, our tough our tough guy names. Fridge, Chunky Punch. <laughs> <laughs> you were trained by lumberjacks. You ride around a Humvee, and your weapon of choice is an AK-47. You feel most comfortable in jeans. You're out for revenge. You eat five dozen eggs for breakfast. You love working with your hands. Your best friend is a ninja. You hunt elephants as training. <laughs> well, I do love jeans. And my husband is a ninja because he is very funny. And we all know that funny is what's not expected, which means ninjas are yeah. inherently funny. I always expect the unexpected with ninjas. Exactly. All right, Joe, your tough guy name is Stag Ham Punch. <laughs> You were trained by Green Berets. You ride around an airport, airboat, and your weapon of choice is nunchucks. You feel most comfortable in leathers. You're out for a you're, you're out for a bear. You eat five minutes a day for breakfast. I can't do this voice anymore. Have a beer. Your best friend is your dog. You raise elephants for fun. What is uh, seriously okay? So let me get well, like leather chased me so. Can you guys remember these for later when we do our sign-offs? <laughs> no. I don't You're remember mine fridge, now. Fridge Chunky Fist, I think. All right. I'm trying to block that out. Mike, your tough guy name is Bob McThickcheek. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You're trained by your father. You ride around at a Humvee and your weapon choice is throwing knives. You feel most comfortable with bear skin. You're out for blood. You eat all the bacon and eggs they have for breakfast. You love your country. Your best friend is a ninja. You rescue kangaroos as training. Uh, all right, so let's see. <laughs> I love with this because I'm doing this on my tablet. That go they like the Chrome model fill. Oh, so she's trying to do this for me. I'm helping. <laughs> My tough guy name is Fist Manly Hack. <laughs> you were trained by your mother. You ride around on a bear and your weapon of choice is a phased plasma rifle in a 40-watt range. You feel most comfortable in leathers, Joe. You're out for revenge. You eat napalm for breakfast. You love the power glove. It's so bad. Your best friend is a bear. You race kangaroos for fun. And scene. Yeah. Well, you're done with side hackers, by I the way. I don't like that. Oh, I, I moved on. I kicked it off. I punted to Mike. All right. All right. Shall go next, then. My next one is 12 to the moon. Oh, God. In a few minutes, man, for the first time, will set foot upon the moon. Whoopee. The excitement is great, but controlled because of its momentous importance. Right. I am now switching over to my helmet microphone. I'd love to get the storyboards for this scene. Hmm. 
Wow. Now I'm turning on my invisible electromagnetic ray screen. <laughs> Even I don't buy it. Which forms a protective shield over our faces. <laughs> of course it does. I'll continue my commentary through my micro tape recorder. Now I'm activating my wings and I'll fly. <laughs> Is this the one where like the Nazi and the Jewish guy have to sacrifice themselves yeah. for okay. Yeah. <laughs> the the moon set has steam rising everywhere. <laughs> And Tom makes uh, plenty known that there is no steam in a vacuum. <laughs> you, you can see the sight lights on the top of the set. Yeah. And um, ra- rather, th- instead of having full uh, helmets as their costumes, they couldn't afford the plexiglass bubble. So they said it has an invisible ray shield. <laughs> Even I don't buy it. <laughs> Now, what year does that supposed to take place? Like, 1985? Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and this year, 1982, we shall finally reach the moon. My favorite part of that one, though, is that, like, right at the end when the Jew and the Nazi are sacrificing themselves, mm-hmm. like, the rocket's going down, and you can see the stick holding the rocket. <laughs> it's like, and the, here's where the budget just ran out, folks. <laughs> Oh god, I remember that was that was like one of I think that was one of the ones that remember when they used to do like the hour? Yeah. The MST hour. I think this was one of them. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it either. That one I think Tormented was one of those too. Oh that one that one's that one's rough. That one that one's actually done by Bert I. Gordon. Yeah. But there's nothing big in it. Right, exactly, like iguanas or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Alright, next one on my list is Cave Dwellers. Oh I'm sorry, Cave Dwellers. It's all over. I mean, it's all over for you, Atar. I know we've Watch been the best friends. Damn. Of the mighty Ator. Nipple. Nothing to Perfect. say. Shh. Must be cold in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How much O'Keefe was in that movie? Miles O'Keefe. <laughs> oh, this one is this one is so awesome. And how I mean, you want to talk about cheap running out of money? Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where they're being attacked by nothing. By invisible swordsmen. They're all invisible. Yes. Wait a second. You just ran out of money and couldn't afford to put people they too, in there. They were too cheap to hire villains for this movie. Oh, and speaking of villains, the uh, weird John Saxon yeah, exactly. guy who would have... And, and it's, he he had, would sell lessons on how to chew up scenery. Oh, God. This this entire movie is, is such a bad Conan ripoff. Miles O'Keefe has, like, zero um, charisma yeah. to carry anything. But, you know what he can do? Craft a, an excellent um, hang glider. <laughs> In the middle uh, he just, like, shows up. It's like, wait a second. So we're expected to believe in the last five minutes, he cut down a tree, cut, cut all his limbs, created this thing, anodized aluminum. It killed a deer, skinned it. Uh, tan and skin them and uh, stretch the skin to make the wings. I have, I have slipped the surly bonds of earth into the hand of God. <laughs> Flying so free. Ator, Ator. Ator in me. But there was this great... This, one of the things, and this is the big thing I take away from this, is the um, when he's like watching everybody in the village die because he's tied right. up. No! 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 Please! No! <laughs> Who is this gentle stranger with pecs like melons and knees of fringe? <laughs> Speedy delivery man, and boy, does he have a package. <laughs> when they're tied up for the serpent god, oh, yeah. and the John Saxon guy comes in, he just 
touches his back. It's like, bing bong. <laughs> oh, this is so great. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to see you, uh, Aitor. We've been breast, uh, best friends, but uh, it tits all over. I mean, it's all over. <laughs> it's cold in there, isn't it? <laughs> I remember when they released individual episodes, like Rhino Records released individual episodes on video cassette. And this was one of the first three. It was yeah. this, Mitchell, and Pod People. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. We, at Suncoast, we watched this one all. But God damn, we opened all three of them. It was this nonstop thing. I give a shit what we're selling. I'm watching this. Uh, I can't take Cinderella one more time. No, God, kill me. All right, Catherine, you're up. All right, so we were talking about the best ones that they had on the Sci-Fi channel. When Sci-Fi brought Misty on, it was they were like, it was when they were showing nothing but lousy old movies. Yeah. So they're like, we have lousy old movies. These guys make fun of lousy old movies. Let's go. And so, uh, giant spider invasion. I wish they hadn't let us down the giant spider path if they couldn't deliver one. I think they were saying that a giant spider would be nice, but as an alternative, please consider our little movie. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I, I, this one I don't think I've seen. Jackie. Alan Hale Jr. is in this movie. Oh god. No, oh god. Yeah, yeah, yes. And yeah, he doesn't, Jackie he doesn't was raving about the, this one. He doesn't huh? button up yeah. all the way. Alan Hale's got it. Oh, God. He's, Alan Hale Jr. Of, of, of the Skipper fame? Yes. 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 He's oh, the wait. Skipper. And he's wearing like a short sleeve top, making the worst jokes ever. It's unbuttoned to like <laughs> way too low. And the buttons are just gone. So he clearly was like, I'm just going to show my chest hair. <laughs> and, in the and, and he's the he's one of the good people. You've got the uh, the the terrible rednecks that live on the edge of town that are oh, constantly geez. drunk. The guy goes. The, the husband is always running around with the uh, the German waitress, and you see him walking around outside in his long john, cinching on his girdle, going home. <laughs> and, and so there there and there's. Always in the background, there's a, there's like a tent revival out of town, and the, the implication is that the giant spiders from space are attacking because there are these terrible sinners. <laughs> these drunks and adulterers and the slutty daughter of the, 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 the bad couple, and they find these these egg things. They're geodes. Full of, full of diamonds. <laughs> when they prove that, you know, they're diamonds because you can cut glass with them. And so they're... they're gonna spend the money and she's he's he's making fun of her because she's drunk and i'm like like you're sober dude you you maybe your character's not drunk but you are loaded i don't think there's a single likable character in that movie no even even the good guys you're like <laughs> yeah they're, they're talking about you know he works for nasa <laughs> there is a it's pronounced nasa yeah oh nasa nasa <laughs> and the uh the giant spider of the of the climax is actually, it's obviously a station wagon. <laughs> with, 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 with wobbly legs. Yeah, with giant, <laughs> <laughs> driving across the city, bouncing up and down on suspension, with his legs like gun wobbling as it goes. Oh, and the, the part where it's feeding, yeah, you watch this and then you watch like the Shelob scene and you're like, wow, we have come so far. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's like somebody gets eaten by it. It's really pathetic. You can see that the guy's kind of shoving himself up into the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> And the, the herbs are so good. And it's, oh. 
It's terrible and I own it. In the whole movie. Okay, <laughs> the movie takes place in like Wisconsin. The, the yeah. So at the end when like you have the mobs running around, they're always like, Beckett won the Super Bowl! Packers! Packers! <laughs> awesome. Joe, what's up? Alright. My next one is Teenagers from Outer Space. Oh god. Torture! Torture! Planet will be reported as unsuitable. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Repack the instruments and prepare for takeoff. Fist bites. We will continue our search in another solar system. Yes. When we yes. return to our home yes. base, you will be presented to the High Court with the evidence against you. For, for torture! Teenagers. This couldn't could be Sparky. Yeah, Sparky had skin. <laughs> yeah, the quote-unquote teenagers who were actually like, like 40, 40 years, years old. old yeah, <laughs> With a spaceship that was bigger on the inside than it was on the outside. Hey, it's, it's time for technology. <laughs> and their spacesuits were gray jumpsuits with like masking teeth on yeah. them. I remember my favorite part about this is at the very end. Well, when no, the ship no, blows you know, up, it's like, oh, it's his high school photo. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, the girl that falls in love with him after two hours. Yeah. <laughs> she dumps her boyfriend, Joe, the reporter. <laughs> and who had who had a job and she takes she falls in love with this vagrant who just happens to come in and rents a room from her. <laughs> and the monster is a lobster that they reprojected. <laughs> oh god, these, these... Uh, then, but in the beginning they were just like throwing out these like Scientific something gobbledygook. <laughs> Let's not forget the old grandpa that's sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember a movie? It came out in like 1982 called It Came From Hollywood. Yes. It was an HBO stalwart. Yeah. I yeah. And I remember seeing like clips from Teenagers from Out of Space on that. <laughs> Let's not throw the dog a bone, not turn the dog into bones. <laughs> Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, that's a that's a that, really good one. It's classic Bert I. Gordon. It is. That wasn't Bert I. Gordon. It wasn't? Are you sure? Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, no. Bert I. Gordon's large, giant effects are much cheesier. Okay, like the crickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, giant crickets from the beginning of the game, which were just regular crickets, crickets. put on the postcards. <laughs> of the Chicago skyline. Uh, Sometimes they'd be clawing onto thin onto thin air. <laughs> You're t- like, okay, my turn next. Uh, <clears throat> I think I shall go with the horror of Party Beach. Oh God, oh, is this God. the one with channel. Clint Howard? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. Now this was the one where, where like it, the like the creatures crawl out of the ocean, but they look like muppets head, muppet heads with the mouths filled with pickles. Oh yes. <laughs> I have not seen this one. No. <laughs> Yes, says that I have. Uh, and like the, the beginning part has like this giant beach party scene, but it has also this like giant fight, and one of the gangs look up, look like a bunch of French 
like French philosophers. This is like and, a sixties beach party. sixties oh, or late fifties, yeah. yeah. Beach blanket bingo. I'm pulling it up, Catherine, because you have to see this thing. <laughs> okay. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this might have been one of the um, trailers that they show at the Sci-Fi Diner at Disney Hollywood Studios. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It's is this. According to IMDb, this is a horror musical. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you've got the... um... Oh, oh, I know this guy! (laughs) Everybody do the zombie stomp. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, it's the the giant fish monster with the funny... With the hot dogs in his mouth. Pickle tentacles hot dogs in his mouth. (laughs) What what was the name of the group that did this? What was it, the Del Rey's? Oh, God, I'm sure it was a big group. I think it was the Del Rey's. Oh, God. They were that, that, that very, very white... Um, a trio that did all the songs. Yeah, for all the beach movies. Because they weren't the wonders. Yeah. I'm going to pull that up. Um, I, I just love how the... Spoiler. Um, spoiler. <laughs> they, they, they find out that they can kill them with sodium. Sodium. So you do realize that they live in salt water, right? <laughs> the Dell Airs the as Del Ayers. vocal group. That's what they're credited as, vocal group. <laughs> Oh, oh, Jesus! And, and for some reason, at the end, like after after they've destroyed all of them, <laughs> they you hear like the uh, the, the lead female just panting and gasping in the back. Like, you don't see her; you just see like the scenery, but you can hear her panting and gasping. And it sounds like she's having sex. <laughs> like, oh, 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 oh. like what? should we be hearing this? <laughs> Whenever they have noises like that, that's the that's the riff reaction. Should we be, should we be watching this? <laughs> All right, next up on my list, another tale of teenage uh, caution, Girls Town. It's the battle of the Laura Petries. There can be only one. Whoa, girl fight. <laughs> when did this director look into my dreams? Whoa. Starring Mamie Van Doren. Mamie Van Doren. Really? Every time she would walk up a flight of stairs, it was Gigantor. (laughs) This movie is hilarious because this is actually a fairly well cast movie. You've got Mel. um, Well, it's it's well cast, but they're completely they're all terrible. Yeah, you've got um, Mamie Van Doren. Mel Torme as the villain, as the villain, the Velvet Fog. Everybody, and the hero is played by Paul Anka. (laughs) Oh, good God! (laughs) Um, It's also got music by the Platters. Yeah, we're the only quality members. (laughs) Exactly. Film. (laughs) What they do? Just go down the strip and the Vegas strip. Say you, you, you. you." Well, the best part about this is every time, like, like there's this one point where Mamie Van Doren tries to run away. You know, she try, she steals Mel Torme's car. It's like, oh my god, there's so many hamburger wrappers in here. <laughs> um, this, yeah, this one is just one. It's, 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 this is the one I discovered on that Turkey Day Marathon, and it is hilarious. And they also have uh, MST sweetheart Beverly Garland in this too. Was she in this? She was her sister. Are you sure I'm, about I'm, that? I'm, I'm 100% positive. Look it up right now. But, yeah, Beverly Garland was a huge part of mi- most Mystery Science Theater movies. I know movies. Beverly Garland was in a few movies, but I don't think she was I'm in this one. I'm pulling this one up. I'm fairly certain she was, Girls Town. Um, uh, according to this, I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. I'm showing uh, Gigi Perot. No, no, no. That's Seraphine. That was the uh, that was the girl at Girls Town that 
went um that became obsessed with Polanka. Oh yeah. Okay. There we go. It, Catherine Street. This is showing year. up here. I gotta. I'm gonna check out IMDb. All right, you do that. But all right, it's still it is a quality movie. Um, <laughs> I, I started watching this one again. There's this great bit where they've got like this guy looks like young Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's like everybody is fighting and this guy's like essentially assaulting a woman. Like, oh come on, baby. No, no. Here who, baby? <laughs> But it's all done through, like, yakety sax. Oh, God. It's like, everybody's beating the shit out of each other. All right. Uh, yeah, Cat- nope. Eleanor Donahue. Eleanor, oh. Mary Lee Morgan. Okay, I was wrong then. Ha! I'm a man, I'm man enough to admit it. All right. Catherine, you're up. Okay, my replacement movie for Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. I had to Google this to make sure I was right that this was actually a Misty movie. Oh, Outlaw am, of Gore. I am fully behind this. this Starring is Jack Palance. Who are you? My name is Cabot. Cabot? Cabot! 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 Cabot? Nope, doesn't ring a bell. I'm looking for Marlenis. Marlenis Castle? It's just on the road. Follow the road. Strut, pout, Thanks. put it out. What you want from women? Oh, God. This, this is the one with all the buffalo shots. <laughs> yes, because it's gore. And I was, I, when it came up, I, you know, this came up when it was on the Sci-Fi Channel. So I was at, you know, I was out on my own, living in the world. I was out of college. But in our in our college Sci-Fi club, we had a gore collection. Oh, God. Mm. Which I don't think I touched. Because, um... <laughs> They're all shitty. Well, there's that and God knows what's on them other than, you know, paper. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you know... You don't want to go over that with a blacklight. No, true. no. Never, no. <laughs> But yeah, Jack. Actually, one of my favorite host sayings from this one. <laughs> They're going over Jack Palance on Palance, and he talks about his. He talks about the filming of Tango and Cash. <laughs> Saw Russell's butt today. And they did this shortly after the whole like Jack Palance thing on the Oscars. Oh, yeah. oh push-ups. So so with the one arm push-ups, and then the next year he was like dragging the Oscar stat, the giant Oscar statue yeah. out with. I uh, was his teeth. Yeah, possibly with his yeah. teeth, with Billy Crystal riding on it. So yeah. it was, you know, the height of Jack Palance's um, pop cultureness. One thing you will never forget from this movie, though, is the name of the hero, because they say it like fifty million times in the first half hour alone. Cabot, 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 Cabot. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you knew his name. <laughs> I had to watch this one again, man. Yeah. Uh. I remember it. I just don't remember it that well. I remembered it, and I was like, "Was this one of the bad ones I saw in sci-fi? Or was it one of the bad ones I saw in sci-fi as Misty?" And thank God. So okay, I could go try to find. Yeah, it also had a platinum dwarf in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right, we're on our last ones. Last, Go. My last one. The Puma Man. Hey, pronounce that right. It's Puma Man. Puma Man, as Donald Pleasance would say. <laughs> or I'm sorry, Doctor Cobras. <laughs> Puma Man, he flies like a moron. He has the power to rear project major cities. Now a bird gets sucked into his engine and he goes down immediately. Yeah, they'll find his black box in here. Oh, I hate to be picky, but Pumas aren't really known for flying. I do think. Oh, this one is. This? 
the real projection on the real on projectionist this, on this movie should have been shot. shot. <laughs> well, no, no, because there's some some scenes where he's supposed to be flying, but he's actually walking across the scene <laughs> because. Pumas are known for their flying <laughs> ability, right? Uh, yeah, no, it was a Mike said, I hate to be picky, but I don't think Pumas are known for their flying. <laughs> he's like, he's, the guy's walking, the guy's, every time he flies, he's got his hands out like claws. <laughs> so if you can picture it, he's like, he's like, you know, like somebody going, wow, he's flying around like that. He clearly wasn't, wasn't like, like they didn't even ha- have him like lay down on like a, a blue screen or whatever. Yeah. They had him standing on a stage, on, on a stage and just like, Leaning over. No, every, no, every once in a while they, I forgot what the riff was, but every once in a while they, there was, you'd see them on the side, and it looked like something was had him up by the BVDs. Oh, so it was like his <laughs> butt is up in the air, and the cape is like doesn't go all the way down; it's just kind of like hung up on something. They had some trouble with the cabling system. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Boom, my man, he flies like a moron. And every time, well, every time, every time he flies, they do like this weird sound, this weird sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I was like, this is two years after Superman no. came out. No, no. So, I mean, they, somebody knows how to do rear protection <laughs> flying scenes. They spent all their money on Donald Pleasance. <laughs> they had to have the guy's name right. They had to have Puma, no, Puma Man. Puma Man. Puma Man. Come on. <laughs> or is it Pumaman? <laughs> And of course, and of course, the sidekick, the sidekick is like Vidinho. the stereotypical Aztec Mexican <laughs> warrior, or I'm sorry, priest, high priest. I say put it on. You say putitun. Another one I go back and watch. It's just it's so one in one scene, in one fight scene. They're in the, in the in the mansion fighting, and like the sidekicks doing all the real fighting, and all you see is Puma Puma Man in the background just <laughs> jumping around, boing <laughs> like 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 on a trampoline, like jump on a trampoline to one side, then jump on a trampoline. He's actually fighting anybody. He's just jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. That's so awesome. All right, Mike, what's your last one? All right, quite possibly my favorite episode ever. From the Sci-Fi Channel, actually. Prince of Space. I've got you now, you scum. Where'd that come from? (laughs) This is the end for you. You jerk. You'll be a horrible example for anyone who opposes me. A really horrible example, because no one else will ever be scared of (laughs) me. I told you, your weapons have no effect on me. It is my considered advice that you discontinue your use of said weapon. <laughs> oh, God. God. This isn't the one with the crank or, is it? Yes, it oh, is. It is. <laughs> I think they put it in uh, on like one of those um, episode guides as his voice sounds like a Chevy station wagon failing to turn over. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody run! Our, our pocket, our pocket monsters are revolting. <laughs> let me let me reemphasize the sta- my earlier statement that your that your weapons have no effect on me. Ha ha! <laughs> I think this is the only the only Japanese movie we're mentioning. We're not talking. We haven't talked about any of the Gamera movies. Gamera or... versus Giron almost made my list. Oh god! 
I would have loved, loved to see one of the Gamera movies because, but they didn't have it on, the, on Netflix. So Gamera is really neat. Gamera is full of meat. We believe in Gamera. <laughs> I do remember watching the God, one of the Godzilla ones. Godzilla, oh. Godzilla versus Smog Monster. This was way back, oh, way back in the day. No, they never did Godzilla versus Smog Monster. They did Godzilla versus Megalon and Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. I thought they did Smog Monster. Nope. They did two Godzilla movies. Versus Megalon versus the Sea Monster. Hmm. You're wrong. You're wrong, damn it. Hey, you cannot test my MSCPK knowledge. No, I understand that. It's kind of like, I, I kind of regret not having um, Time of the Apes on here. Oh. That, that Johnny, one... be careful. I don't care. Why doesn't Johnny care? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to clean your hand. That's my, that's my throwing hand. They're monkeys. Okay. Gamer vs. Gamer almost made my list primarily for uh, the police officer corn job. <laughs> but no, nah, no, nah, Prince of Space, where it's it's just, I mean, the 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 hero spaceship is a teapot with um, a teapot in a um, a wheelbarrow. Oh God. Uh, it, it's it it's just a very I mean. Yeah, it's an odd movie, but it's so well done. Yeah, I, mean, I like it very much. much. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part too, is that they make fun of all the dubbing on these things. Oh, well, the dubbing is just terrible. Yeah. It, this is two episodes from obviously from like a like a Japanese TV show. Yeah, and yeah, the villain of Crankor. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, last on my list, the very first one I ever saw, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Hello, Santa. Get the hell out of my shop. Oh, oh, hello, boys and girls. (laughs) Smoking is good for you. (laughs) It's Andy. You caught me at a very busy time. Well, uh, do you think you'll be ready by Christmas Eve? Well, we've never disappointed the kids yet. Except for the poor ones. (laughs) Tell me, is it true that this year... There's a rumor that you're going to use a rocket sled? No, sorry. We're going out the good old-fashioned way. Guns a-blazing. Droppo, you're the laziest man on Mars. Why are you asleep? Because I'm the laziest man on Mars. (laughs) (laughs) You're the Gilligan of your day, (laughs) Droppo. This is, again, this is just, it's so many great quotes. It's just so many, seriously, between the... You know, the, the toy machine, they screw up the toy machine. Oh, that's okay. We'll just give it to the special needs kids. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the uh, Martian children is played by Pia Zadora. <laughs> that's okay. I'll get my dad to give me a Golden Globe anyway. <laughs> when, they're, when they're just like sleeping in those like weird tents that's supposed yeah. to be pointing knowledge, Sinbad is funny. <laughs> <laughs> you... Kids, this is Mr. Skinner. He's going to put you in a box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Pills for breakfast. What are we, Judy, Judy Garland? Garland? <laughs> oh no, we're gonna the the, the air the airlock is gonna open. Never seen a you ever heard a grown man scream? Oh, there are so many great moments in this one. I mean, seriously. I mean, the reason I like this one over the the Mexican Santa Claus is because this is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> This looks like it was shot in, like, the the warehouse at a mall somewhere. 
So, yes, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so incompetently made. And even the song, Santa Claus, you know, hooray yeah. for Santa Claus. S-A-N-T-A. You spell it S A N T A. Hooray for Santa Claus. Cha cha cha. They spell it Santa Claus, but they pronounce it Santa Claus. Big John call. They call him Sandy Claus. And they misspell costume. Yeah. In the opening costume. Class. Costume designer. Who was the costume designer? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what's in the pipe, Santa? When Santa's trying to, <laughs> trying to name all the reindeers like Infiction and Nixon. Oh, yeah, nice. What's in the pipe, Santa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. She's not going to be happy with me. She's going to hit me with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> The polar bear costume. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it, it seriously is probably the most incompetent creature ever. They ran, they, it's a guy in a polar bear outfit, but they didn't even bother to like tuck the mask in underneath the costume. They just draped you, it over the body. Yeah, you just see like this big flap over the you know the back of the shoulders. And then and then the uh, giant robot that the Martians use is clearly just two guys in a, a two boxes put on yeah. top of each other. That the guys walking around in. Yeah. God. All right. Catherine, all right. Out. My last, home. my last one. Uh, my friend uh, Jeff Tilton, who we mentioned earlier, brought this up to my attention uh, many years ago. Future War. Okay. The second movie starring Robert Zadar. Ah, life is good. I live in Maui, and I got a monster bag. <laughs> Wasted away again in Margaritaville. He has the live, supple figure of James Doohan. A man was snapped at by a forced perspective puppet today. <laughs> With no shit, puppet Tyrannosaurus Rexes that are put in the front of the frame to make them look really big. <laughs> First perspective is a wonderful thing, isn't it's, it? It's, they're, but they're so cute and rubbery. It looks like something I, I actually did do on my, my dad's camcorder back when I was in like the, the late 80s. Yeah, but nobody gave you a check and said, make me movies. No! I did this with, like, you know, right. me dressed in a costume similar to my brown-haired Barbie doll going up against a puppet. And it was supposed to be cheesy and bad. Yeah, and this was, is what my daughter does now with her video camera. Yeah! And this this was yeah it was oh my god she makes movies with a sepia filter like accidentally left on so that's what we do. Well, I mean, just just take the, just take the plot for this and, and just separate it out. You have a, a guy who looks like a a uh, wannabe Jean Claude Van Damme who is cha- his come from comes from the future. He's chased by a cyborg with pet. Dinosaurs, puppets, and he gets help from <laughs> a Latino gang, a street gang, and a a prostitute turned nun turned ex nun. <laughs> that just screams Oscar right there, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, that's that. And now is that a sci-fi as well? Yes. Yeah. All right. So ten oh four, I believe. So wow. what's that? It was made in 1997. Oh my Two god! Two years before they riffed it on that on MST's record. Oh Jesus, that's hilarious. The turnaround time. And sci-fi five years had. after T2. Yeah. Yeah. Still, we learned nothing from special effects. 
Well, this was a lively conversation. It was. Yeah, I love talking about Mystery Science Theater. Now, what do you thought? Real quick, because we're running short on time here. Um, what are some of your thoughts on the new show, on the Netflix show? I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking to forward it. to it. Yeah, too. it'll be interesting because we, we are essentially dealing with a new voice. Yeah. A completely well, new voice. Three new voices, actually. Yeah, three new. Because we'll have a new crow. Well, technically, a new Tom. Technically four new, because I'm pretty sure we got a new Gypsy as well. Oh, that's true. Well, Gypsy doesn't riff. She's riff like maybe one or two movies. Yeah, she's mm. she's occasionally brought in, but she's yeah. she's part of the, the she's part of the skits. Yeah. yeah. And but, uh, and you know, I did get to meet Felicia Day um, when she was doing her memoir book tour, and nice. I got I got it signed. And nice. she, she saw me. I was just like, I, it was my turn to lie, and I'm like, I got nothing. I just waved to her. She's like, <laughs> I and and I read. I got to the part in her book, so I understand. She just she gave me a big hug. And uh, welcomed me in, and we took a picture. And she looks like an over do- over made up doll, and I look like Pizza the Hut. And uh, someday I'm gonna get my friend to do the the. I haven't given it to him, but I want to give him the file so we could Photoshop it so we both look human. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a really great experience. She's wonderful and lovely. No, that's you got a picture awesome. taken with Kinga Forrester. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like because just Pat Oswalt's plays he plays oh, yeah. TV son of TV's Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Oswalt is also hilarious. Oh, yeah. That yeah. should be... I mean, this is going to be... It's going to be an experience. And, I mean, hopefully... We're going to take it on its own. It's been yep. 20 years since the, yeah. you know these last aired. So we're really going to take these on their own and not do a whole lot of comparison to... Well, you know, Joel is better. Yeah, no. And and I like... You know, Joel said it was never supposed mm. to be, you know, on Who's Better, Me or Mike. It was supposed to be a series of people. Right. And so you, yeah. could have pe- you could have a favorite, but it wasn't supposed to right. be at us, Caleb. Right. It, wasn't, and right. it wasn't supposed to turn into a rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know what? That just shows how little they know about nerds. You can refresh <laughs> it. You can refresh it every, every few years and get new voices in Right. It. Yeah. <coughs> I, I guess the uh, first episode is going to be like, what, uh, Giganticus? All right. One, one of those old, like, 50s giant... Oh, God. Monsters in giant dinosaurs in downtown. New All right, York. so essentially, stop motion dinosaur yeah. with really, really stop. Well, or, 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 or a Gila monster going through a model of a. Yeah, yeah, it's either, it's either a stop motion badness, but given if it's a 50s thing, it's more likely something with something taped on its back. Right, no, no, exactly. This, this, was, this is actually stop motion. Oh, okay. So like a giant Gila monster was an iguana with like a, a Chinese fan taped to its back. <laughs> no, it didn't even bother with the fan. In fact, it wasn't even a Gila monster. No. It was like uh, like a an Arizona lizard or something yeah. like that. Like an iguana. Yeah, <laughs> basically. But I actually watched that one just before I came over. Oh, God. That's a good one. Hey, we're on the committee to keep rocking real white. <laughs> Hi, Sheriff. Wish it was. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, April 14th. April 14th. Very excited about that. Very so, again, now. if you don't have Netflix... Fuck you. <laughs> get the free sign up and do it. Try do it. it. Try it out. You're going to love it. How awesome is that day going to be? Our, uh, in, the, in, the, in the morning or in the afternoon, we're going to have the first Star, Star Wars uh, Last Jedi trailer. Oh, shit. And then we're going to get MST3K. Ooh, oh, God. Yeah. That's going to be one hell of a day. Yes, well, I didn't is. need sunlight. <laughs> it's overrated. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. All right. So, next show, we're going to be talking all about... Television syndicated original programming like uh, Catherine Abrupt's Small Wonder. Yep, Small Wonder. Uh, uh, Small My Secret Wonder. Identity. Oh, yes. Yes. God, that yeah. one. Uh, Out of This World. 
Yeah. Yep. Wh- yep. Wh- wait, which one starred a very, very young Jerry O'Connell? That was, that was my, my secret, secret identity. identity. Okay, I thought I thought that was it. it was, oh. which, was, which is the one where they were the time the dimension hopping? It's time sli- uh, sliders. 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 Which oh. technically doesn't count because yeah, it, was, it aired on at Fox, then moved to Sci-Fi. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, syndicated. Yeah. Uh, Xena and Hercules were syndicated. That's true. They were. Ooh, so we're talk go. about those, and then we're also going to talk about some of our um, late afternoon sitcoms that we were introduced to that we would have never watched in primetime because they were already off the air. Yeah. So thinking stuff like uh, Happy Days, Welcome Back, Cotter, Taxi, the like. Mama's Family. Mama's... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Get out of here with that fucking Mama's Family shit. <laughs> Jesus. Ken Berry needed work, but not that badly. <laughs> no. So anyway, if you've got any thoughts about any favorites, any thoughts you want to come up with about why the dad in Small Wonder created a, a little girl robot... <laughs> Please, the floor is yours. Um, exactly how close were he and his wife, I wonder? Probably not very. Uh, and their son was a total fuck-up. Oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, um, if you want to get let us know about those, you can email us your thoughts at uh, geeksaladradio at gmail.com or use our Twitter feed, which is at geeksaladradio, or our Facebook page, which is geeksaladpodcast. Also, you can check out, well, obviously you're listening to this episode, but any of our archived episodes on the iTunes Store, the Stitcher app, or at uh, geeksalad.podbean.com, where you can also download the app. Yep. It's always nice to have the app. Yes, I'm going to hit those P's. App. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Big McLarge Huge. I'm my... Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm Bridge McChucky Punch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't! Go forth, be nerdful, and push the button, Frank. This one? That one. This one? This one. Sorry, he's new. We'll talk to you soon. And we'll monitor his mind. Now keep in mind that Jonah can't control when the movies begin or end. So we'll have to keep his sanity with the help of his robot friends. Hello, my sea monkeys. Time to dance for your overlords.